How do you rebuild in the wake of tragedy? This week, we'll talk to Alex Winslow about a bill that could make it even harder for Texans to rebuild after a storm. Then we'll talk to policyholders with experience with the storm after the storm, dealing with abuses from their insurance company and low, slow, or no payments on their claim. You're listening to Texas Tells. I'm Tori Summerman. First, here's the news. The Texas House of Representatives passed HB 80 last month. The bill, which would ban texting while driving statewide, passed 102 to 40 and will now move on to the Senate. Author of HB 80, Representative Tom Craddock, released a statement shortly after his bill's passage, urging the Senate to pass the bill. These deaths are unnecessary and completely preventable, the former Speaker of the House said. With a law, with enforcement, and with education, we can save lives. Texans' lives are worth more than a text. This is the third session that Representative Tom Craddock has passed the bill in the House. Prior legislation was vetoed by Governor Rick Perry. Governor Greg Abbott has yet to take a stance on the issue. Five years ago, Gary Ward was hit by a drunk driver who had been overserved at a local bar. However, he was unable to receive a settlement to cover his long-term medical costs because the bar did not carry liability insurance. This month, Gary's wife Angela testified for Chris Turner's HB 409, which would require bars and restaurants to carry liability insurance. We spoke to the Ward family before their testimony about how the bill could have impacted their lives. There is responsibility that goes to everybody, and our had you know, it's like they were completely innocent, and they, they had a hand in it. And yeah. and being, uh, I was the restaurant manager, and I've had to cut people off before, and so, and I know that that we can be responsible for what happens, whether they get into a wreck, you know. And the difference is that he worked for companies that had insurance. He mm-hmm. worked for Papacitos and Freebirds and yeah. Red Robin, mm-hmm. where they... They had insurance because they wanted to mm-hmm. protect themselves. Mm-hmm. And the small ones, they don't, they don't have to. Mm-mm. The bill was approved by the Licensing and Administrative Procedures Committee. This week marks the anniversary of the fertilizer plant explosion in West Texas. The catastrophe killed 15 Texans and left upwards of $250 million of damage in its wake. Local barber Sam Pinter remembered exactly where he was when it happened. I was at, uh, out in the country, I live about two miles east of here at Cottonwood. And I was in my yellow shop out there, farm shop, working on a tire and uh, all at once this uh, severe blast that shook the whole building. Things fell off the walls and everything like that. And I thought, well, an airplane had crashed into my shop or uh, explosion or something I, uh, then the cylinders from my propane tanks i thought maybe they exploded but then i went outside and i saw all the big black coming up remind me of hydrogen bombs like we had and uh, but it's black and then my daughter called and they told me they had an explosion at the uh, fertilizer plant so but don't come to town daddy don't come otherwise i went straight down there and that's the worst place to have we know now but everybody that could tried to rush down there, and that wasn't a thing to do. Two years later, the explosion is still sending ripples through the community. The fertilizer plant only carried one million in liability insurance. Without proper reimbursement, the city of West is struggling to rebuild. My home? Mm-hmm. Well, 
I don't know if I should say this or not, but we we don't we're not getting our insurance company is not doing it. They're cheating. They're not paying. They they're trying to say that. Well, they won't pay. Pay just a little bit for the insides, and that's it. So most of our homes are destroyed, and they just won't pay. Representative Eddie Rodriguez filed HB 2470 last month to require ammonium nitrate facilities like the one in West to carry liability insurance. Maybe it's a closet, maybe a windowless hallway, a basement. It's the place where you go, the place where your whole family knows to go when disaster hits. The sirens of a tornado, hailstorm, or hurricane warning blaring as you huddle close to those around you and wait out the storm. But for many, as the storm clears and they survey the wreckage around them, Texans are finding that a new storm is on the horizon. In a flurry of telephone calls to their insurance company, Texans work hard to get their foundation stable under their feet and a roof back over their heads. Texans like Anna Bohart, who lived through three major hailstorms that ravaged McAllen in 2012, causing major damage to Bohart's business and church. But like many families and businesses, Bohart faced a second storm of abuse from her insurance company, who tried to unfairly deny, delay, and underpay her valid claim. They said we needed a new roof, but that's it. They did not think that we needed a chiller, which is very important to the life of a church in McAllen. We were at an impasse. After the insurance company refused to replace the roof or air conditioner that clearly needed repair, Bohart was forced to hire a public adjuster and sue her insurance company for payment. It continued with the stained glass window, it continued with the steeple, it continued with the damage that was done in the sanctuary because they didn't pay us for the roof. Bohart is not alone in her experience. Carol Fredenberg, an Austin local, could not get her insurance company to pay to fix her roof after a hailstorm. Eventually, Fredenberg resorted to filing a lawsuit to get a roof back over her head. I think there's probably more pressing issues that this country faces and these courts faces than just my little roof. Yes, it's important to me, but that's what I had to do, and I thought that was ridiculous that they would not work with me. Wayne Lewis, a pastor at a local church in Richardson, Texas, was told by his insurance company to fix his church's roof himself after it was damaged in a hailstorm. They told us that uh, the roof did not need replacing, that it was just spot damage and that they would buy the shingles and we could do the work. <laughs> I'm not a roofer. Bohart, Fredenberg, Pastor Lewis, and many other Texans had to resort to the legal system in order to get their insurance companies to pay their valid claims. However, a new bill in the Texas legislature could destroy this last line of defense for policyholders. Consumers will get steamrolled by companies that just say no, 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 no. Bohart, Fredenberg, and Lewis testified against SB 1628 in the Business and Commerce Committee last month. This bill that they are attempting to push through is going to make it worse, really worse, for all policyholders. Today, we'll talk to Texas Watch's Executive Director, Alex Winslow, about SB 1628 and how things will get worse for consumers. <music>
Thanks, Alex, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. First, can you explain to us what SB 1628 is? So SB 1628 and its counterpart in the House, House Bill 3646, is the insurance industry's latest effort to undo 40-plus years of important policyholder protections. These bills roll back those protections, allowing insurance companies to cheat their customers without meaningful accountability or recourse. Patients and homeowners and drivers, policyholders of all walks of life, business owners, expect their insurance companies to pay claims fairly and fully, and the law on the books today requires them to do so, and these bills would make it easier for those companies to cheat their customers. So you've listed all the problems with these bills, but the author of the bills argue that they would increase profits for insurance companies and therefore hopefully benefit the customer. How do you respond to that? So insurance companies in Texas already make a huge amount of money. In fact, in just the last four quarters in the home insurance market in Texas, insurance companies posted $1.4 billion in underwriting profit. That's just the amount of money they make by the premiums you pay. This bill would make it easier for insurance companies to deny valid claims, and for sure that would increase their bottom line and allow them to make more money. But how that translates into a benefit for policyholders boggles the mind. We all expect when we pay our premium and we engage in an insurance contract with an insurance company that when the time comes that we do have to file a claim, a valid claim, that our insurance company is going to be there to hold up their end of the bargain, that they're going to pay that claim fully and fairly. And by allowing insurance companies to cheat their customers, in no way benefits policyholders in this state. So we need to make sure that the protections that are on the books today that ensure that customers in Texas are paid what they're owed, we need to stop these bills so that policyholders continue to enjoy those protections. SB 1628 was heard in committee this Tuesday, and the author of the bill, Senator Larry Taylor, stated in committee that this bill was aimed at reducing the solicitation of claims. How do you think this bill addresses that issue? It doesn't. This bill doesn't address the problem that Senator Taylor and other proponents of the insurance industry have claimed that they're trying to solve. The problem they say they're trying to solve is clamping down on what they consider to be frivolous claims. What this bill does is clamps down on valid claims. So if you are a homeowner or a patient or have a disability insurance policy and you have a legitimate valid claim that's covered under the terms of your policy and your insurance company gives you a hard time and refuses to pay that claim, this bill would make it so that it's harder for you to get what you're owed. If there is a concern about clamping down on what they consider to be misdeeds and the solicitation of claims, then there are solutions to that problem. Unfortunately, this bill doesn't solve that problem. So why does this matter to everyday Texans? Literally, it is not hyperbole to say that every single Texan would be impacted by this bill. It has broad, far-reaching implications that touches almost every kind of insurance, whether it's home insurance or business insurance or auto insurance or health, life, disability, you name it. So Texans of all walks of life will be impacted by this legislation. And by making it easier for insurance companies to cheat their customers, which is exactly what this bill does, Texans of all walks of life face the likelihood that they will not get paid what they're owed. We need to defeat this bill. And I'd like to take a moment to issue a call to action to our listeners and ask them to take a moment to contact their legislators. On our website at texaswatch.org slash protectpolicyholders, we have a way for, for folks to do that. Go online, write your legislator, pick up the phone, call them, and tell them to vote no on this very dangerous piece of legislation. 
that's all we have time for today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Texas Tales.